On the road again. Yep, the Eagles are on the road again. This time all the way to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. The Eagles haven't played in Los Angeles since 1990 when they lost to the Los Angeles Rams. This time the first of two trips to LA. Philadelphia plays a Chargers team that is 0-3 and scuffling to attract fans to the 27,000 seat StubHub Center. In fact, Sunday should feature a very pro-Eagles crowd, so it may feel like a home game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro, and thanks so much for joining us. We have a jam-packed podcast for you with the latest on the team's many injuries, a look back at the remarkable win over the Giants, and a familiar face who returns to the roster. Doug Peterson has his weekly one-on-one. Mike Quick weighs in on the 2-1 Eagles. And the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, explains why he's so happy that the Eagles, particularly Carson Wentz, have rediscovered a lost art in this Eagles offense. We also pay tribute to Darren Sproles, lost for the remainder of the season with a knee injury and a broken arm, but a player who's been absolutely scintillating in his time with the Eagles. First, though, Jake Elliott's 61-yard field goal to beat New York put him on the national map. Heady stuff for a rookie who only a few weeks ago was on the Bengals' practice squad. Elliott has tried to keep it all in perspective after a dreamy Sunday. I had a chance to talk to Elliott earlier in the week after his feet returned to the ground. I wonder if you kind of go back to that night. When did it not become a blur? How many hours after the kick did it not become a blur? Um, I mean, I just kind of soaked it in for the night, enjoyed it, and um, you know, the next day, kind of reality sets back in a little bit. I would say about about a day after. Yeah. How would you describe the volume on your telephone? I turned it off for a while. I'll be honest, there was a lot going on, so um, I didn't really get through a ton. Obviously, social media and stuff is blowing up, so um, you know, I just kind of ignore all that stuff. It's fun to look at for a little while, but gotta move on. Have you gone back and watched Sunday, the kick, the aftermath? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a couple times now. Obviously, it's fun to look back on and enjoy, but you know, like I said, you know, it's new week, new game. You got to get ready for it. Obviously, the next question is, what do you do for an encore? It's about putting that game behind you and being consistent for the rest of your kicks. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of use that to build some confidence and just kind of get a rhythm and just, you know, move forward and and be as consistent as I can be. Is there anything that stands out about what happened in the aftermath in terms of the craziest response that you got? I honestly haven't looked at a whole lot of it. I mean, there's been a lot of notifications on my phone and and whatnot, but I'd say the coolest thing was right after the game, just kind of talking to Deion Sanders and and speaking with him for a little bit. So, Jake, let's talk about you and what that does do for you. You mentioned confidence. How was kicking today? Do you feel like, you know, that you proved something? Yeah, I mean, I hit the ball really well today. So, um, you know, I feel like I can just build on that and just kind of get a rhythm going forward and try to have a good season. You're a pretty unflappable guy, aren't you? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Is that one of the keys to being a great kicker, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some trends you got to have, and I think that's probably one of them. Thanks so much. Thanks. Now, about that 61-yarder, Lincoln Financial Field went crazy, and on the sidelines, the players joined in the fray. Quarterback Carson Wentz was wearing a microphone for the game, and he told a teammate prior to Elliott's kick that he would give Elliott his game check if Elliott made the boot. Well, it became a big story, a fun story, a great story, and Wentz and Elliott came to an agreement, as Wentz explains. Yeah, so I think you guys all heard from Jake a little while ago, but um, it was really funny. Obviously, it blew up a lot more than we thought it would, but I think it's, first of all, just really cool how we captured that whole moment. You know, you don't see 61-yard game winners uh, very often, and I would just happen to be mic'd up and saying some random things, but it was all funny. But then talked to Jake afterwards and kind of wanted to donate some of it to a charity of his choice, so that's what we're going to do. When he made that, you saw everyone's reaction. I mean, I think the videos are still going out there. It kind of gives you chills. It really brings you back to why you love this game, you know, why this 
this game so fun. I mean, kicker, you know, a lot of guys don't really interact with the kicker a ton. They're not even in meetings. They're doing their own thing a lot. And for a moment like that, for him, and then honestly, I got the chance to see um, the video of Jake's parents and just why you love this game, what it creates and what it brings about. Uh, moments like that are ones you'll never forget. As for the injuries, the win over New York was costly. Sproles went on injured reserve this week, replaced by Kenyon Barner on the roster. We'll hear from Barner in just a bit. Defensive tackle Fletcher Cox suffered a calf injury and could miss a couple of weeks. We'll get an update from middle linebacker Jordan Hicks later in the show after he missed the second half of Sunday's game with a sprained ankle. All of that means what? Here is head coach Doug Peterson as his team prepares for its third road game in four weeks. All right, Doug, it's back to the road this week. What kind of team do the Los Angeles Chargers have? Uh, it's a good football team. It's a team I know on record 0-3, but still a dangerous football team. They got Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon. These guys, they can light a scoreboard up. They just haven't been able to finish these first couple of weeks, but at the same time, I think defensively they got some young defensive players that can get after the quarterback, and it's going to be another good test for our football team. It's another dangerous, dangerous team that we're going up against that's looking for their first win, and so message will probably be just about the same as it was last week and just expect the unexpected. I know you've always had belief that the Eagles could run the football consistently. Having done that against the Giants, what does that now do in terms of establishing that mindset? I think, one, it gives your offensive line a lot of confidence moving forward. My confidence in them has never wavered. You kind of put it on their shoulders a little bit and let them take over the football game, and they did that this past weekend against the Giants, and that's a good front. That's a good, stout, big, physical front seven. Our guys handled it really well. So another good front that we're going against, go on the road, and you're in a hostile environment again, and a lot of times your run game has to take over and be productive. The injuries are mounting, Doug. How concerning is that? Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that it's all one side of the ball, seems like. But it's the next man up mentality. It's always been that way, and it'll continue to be that way. And toughest blow, obviously, was with Darren and losing Darren for the season. But the guys will rally. Guys will battle, as they did last weekend. It was great to see. So it's a team sport, and it takes all 53, and we just got to get ourselves ready for another game. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. Join the inaugural Eagles Autism Challenge, a cycling run-walk event to fund autism research. It's a day for the entire region to become a team. Have fun and together advance autism research. For more info, visit eaglesautismchallenge.org. One key player in the offense has been tight end Zach Ertz off to the best start of his career. One thing had been missing with Ertz, and that was reaching the end zone through two games. That all changed against New York, and Ertz was glad it happened, even if it took back-to-back throws from Wentz to make it happen. I mean, obviously I would have liked the first one, but at the end of the day, I mean, I want to put points on the board for this team. I think I can get open in the red zone with the best of them. The numbers haven't supported that in the past. We worked really hard this offseason and kind of focusing on the red zone emphasis. We weren't great at that last year either. So anytime we're down there, we want seven points. A field goal is a disappointment, and if I can be a part of it helping that, uh, I want to. So perfect in Washington, one of one. Perfect against the Giants, three of three, two of five in Kansas City. They correlate with the wins and the losses. How important is that inside the 20 number? You can't settle for field goals. It's too tough to get down there in the first place and it's too tough to just settle for field goals you got to score touchdowns you got to score touchdowns we have a coach that emphasizes that we have a coach that calls for that mentality so we're excited about playing for Doug every time we're down there we expect seven points we got the running backs we got the O-line and we got the receivers and tight ends to do it so back on the road this week what's the challenge going all the way to the west coast just stacking up another road win the last time we were on the road against the Chiefs we didn't get it done another AFC West opponent so we're excited about the opportunity obviously it's a long road trip people are going to emphasize that all week but at the end of the day 
come one o'clock uh, on the West Coast, it's going to be time to lace them up, and we're excited about the opportunity. How are the Chargers on defense? I think their front seven is really good. Their front seven is really underrated. They got two of the better defensive end pairings in the league, in my opinion, with Ingram and Bosa, two studs. So we're going to have our work cut out for us. They're a great front seven. Uh, they got some headhunters in the back end. They got Casey Hayward, who was a Pro Bowler last year. So we're excited about the opportunity. How do you feel about your start? Uh, it's been a good start. I mean, two and one. I feel like as a team, we're right where we want to be. We're excited about the opportunity to hopefully improve that to three and one. The stats and catches will come. I'm not really focused on that this year. I'm just excited with where we're at as a team. Thanks, Zach. Yep. As Ertz said, the Chargers have a dangerous defense, particularly up front, with pass rushers Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Ingram is second in the NFL with five and a half quarterback sacks, and the Chargers are aggressive. Los Angeles looks good on tape, says running back LeGarrette Blunt, who last week had his best game as an Eagle. I mean, they're good, you know. They have two of the best pass rushers in the league in Bosa and Ingram, so they're a really good defense. You know, they have some um, downhill hidden safeties. You just got to make sure when you go into that game, you just make sure you go in there aggressive, discount the records, and just go out there and play football. I think they've lost all their games, you know, within seven points. So I think they lost one by seven, maybe one by two or three, and another one by two or three. So, I mean, like I said, you just got to be aggressive. You can't go out there and be like a day school, you know, just because this team hasn't won a game. You know, they're hungry for a win. Obviously, we're hungry to continue to win, so... It'll be a good game. Really, it's all about dealing with the Chargers' pressure, says offensive coordinator Frank Reich. We play some really good defenses this year, and this defense is among that category. Their two-edge pass rushers as a duo may be as good as we face all year. They're really good. A proven scheme, you know, the scheme that they play, obviously very proven in this league to be a successful scheme, you know, really designed to be a good run-stopping defense, but also has the elements in it in zone coverage. They have a particular unique take on zone coverage and the way they play it, so you have to attack it slightly differently. So it'll be a good challenge for us. The Eagles have scored only 10 points in the first quarter of their games, so they want to start fast on Sunday. How long will it take for the Eagles to get into sync on the road in a small stadium coming off that emotional win against the Giants? As Wentz says, there are a lot of factors at play here. Anytime you go on the road in this league, it's tough. First of all, going out to the West Coast, it can be tough. Going to LA, now you're playing the soccer stadium. There's different elements involved here. An 0-3 team that their record might say they're not a great team, but they are a solid team. You know, they've been in every one of their games. You know, I've been impressed with their defense. Obviously, you know, their offense with Phillip, they've always been um, able to score points. So it's definitely one we definitely can't overlook. We're going to go in there and hopefully play our game. But what they do defensively, you know, is they're very sound. They're coached well. Um, they play fast, so we got to just ultimately just go out next week. How healthy will the Eagles be for this game? Safety Rodney McLeod appears to be on track to return after missing Sunday's game, which is huge for the middle of the defense. And Hicks has practiced all week after going into the locker room in the first half of the win over the Giants. Imagine what it was like to have to watch that game and that ending. Here is middle linebacker Jordan Hicks one-on-one. Jordan, what was it like for you to go out of the game on Sunday and tend to watch in agony the rest of the game? Yeah, <laughs> Not a good feeling to have to sit and watch, but a great feeling to watch our team rally around each other and get the win. You know, obviously I'm feeling a lot better. Expect to be out there, but going down is never fun. Why has this team been able to win two times in the fourth quarter when last year was so tough to do it? I think it's the resilience. Just the mindset that we have, I think a little bit goes back to the fact that last year we weren't able to do it. And, you know, we learned from those mistakes. We learned from those situations. So, you know, I I think this team's a little bit more mature. Chargers on offense, what do you see? A lot of weapons, a lot of speed. Guys who, you know, obviously ran by Phillip Rivers. Quarterback who understands defenses and has been around a long time can really beat you. So, good offense. 
The new kid on the block is not really new. Kenyon Barner played in 24 games with the Eagles in 2015 and 2016, and now he's back to return punts and find a role in the offense. Barner was released by the Chargers in early September and has been waiting for the call since then. He got it from the Eagles. So what exactly happens when a team is interested in adding a player? I talked to Barner about how it all went down rejoining the Eagles. For fans who don't really understand how it works, how does it work when Darren in this instance goes down and you are asked to come in for a workout? How does it work? Your agent tells you? Kind of go through the whole mechanics of it. Yeah, so uh, they reach out to your agent, let them know exactly, oh, you know we want to bring them in for a workout. Then they'll call you and talk to you. Got the chance to talk to the guys upstairs. Uh, just kind of, Darren went down. We want to have you come in, work you out, uh, you know, see where you're at, see if you're in shape. You know, you go out there, you do the workout, and then it's a waiting game after that. You just wait, you know, you hope the workout went well. You hope they like what they see uh, and if they did you know fortunately for me they did and they signed you what does the workout consist of so for me yesterday was catching all punts whether it was catching short punts or lining up closer to the jugs machine and having to chase the ball run back get your hips square starting on the left side of the field running to the right right side running to the left starting deep having to run up just seeing what your range is seeing how well you catch the ball and how long did you have to wait to find out that yes they wanted to sign you so the workout was at two um, I went through physicals and all that stuff, and I think I got back here probably around 4, and I think I found I was sitting downstairs till about 5.36. So. You're racking? Yes. <laughs> it was only me here. So you're just sitting there wondering, man, you know, what's taking so long? Are they going to sign me? Are they not going to sign me? A million things running through your mind. And then I sat back there, prayed about it, had my sister call me. We prayed about it. You know, just put all our faith in the Lord that it would all work out. I imagine you understand now you can make a huge impact in a game as we see with Eagle special teams every week. Absolutely. You know, being back here with Fip and I know what he's about. He knows what I'm about. I know what our special teams are about. You know, it's an exciting opportunity to make an impact on the game and I think we'll get it done. Obviously, that work you had in the preseason and dominating the preseason punt return game. Who says preseason games don't matter? Clearly, they matter. Absolutely. Fip sent me a text. You know, just I'm excited to see you. Then when I got here, you know, we had a conversation. He was like, man, we know what you can do. Um, you've proven that you're a very capable returner on this level so you know you get this opportunity just go out and take advantage of it. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes. Huge shoes to fill but I can't try and be sprogs. My dad has taught me this since I was a little kid. Everybody has a lane. Stay in your lane. Once you get out of your lane that's how accidents happen. So my job is to go out there and just return the ball high, return the ball, keep in mind everything that Sproles has taught me about returning but be Kenyon Borner. I'm linebacker Jordan Hicks of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's intercepted! It's picked off by Hicks! And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadaro. Well, that guy is talented, Jordan Hicks. Radio analyst Mike Quick was in the booth for the incredible win on Sunday against the Giants, so we start there with Quick in this week's Press Pass. All right, Mike, the Eagles coming off such an impressive victory against the Giants, such an emotional victory. How do you get back up for an AFC team 3,000 miles away? It's just a part of what they do every week. You know, these teams, they get into their routine, and if they stick to their routine, do what they do every day. If it's Wednesday, you do your Wednesday. If it's Thursday, do your Thursday, and you go about your business that way. You don't take anything for granted. Every snap you line up for, you go ahead and you handle your business in a business-like manner. Every single day, every single snap, I think that's how they beat them. What kind of team are the Chargers? The Chargers aren't a bad football team. They haven't won a game, but I think it's the kind of team that once they get things clicking, they can be scary. But I think it's up to the Eagles to smother them early in the football game. Don't give them any reason to feel good about themselves and just take the heart out of that game early in the football game. 
And if you do that, you come away with the win. They go out there with their run game, take that defense out there, and they should come back with a win. Mike, when I think of the Chargers, I think of Phillip Rivers, I think of Antonio Gates. I know they've given the Eagles problems in the past. How is the matchup, the Eagles defense against Phillip Rivers and what he does? I think it's a good matchup because Phillip Rivers, he doesn't have a very good complement of weapons around him. You've got a decent running back that they rarely use. Got a wide receiver that if you're not careful, he can hurt you. But they don't have, in my mind, a lot of great skilled people. So if they can put pressure on him. And here's the thing about his style of play. The defense knows where he's going to be. He's not one of these guys that's going to scramble around and give you problems with his legs. He's going to be in the pocket. And all you have to do is go and get him and make the game simple. Carson Wentz leads the Eagles to the final points of the game on Sunday, a walk-off win. First time in his career. What does that mean? Well, I think that's a part of his DNA. He did a lot of that in college, and he's now getting to that level where he's able to do that. Once he starts to have some successes in this league and coming back from behind and winning games late, it's going to feel right at home for him. And I think you're going to get a lot of that from Carson Wentz. Very disciplined player, and those types of things happen for guys that have the discipline. Doug Peterson turned around and ran the football, made a commitment against the Giants. Do you see him continuing to do that, Mike? Well, that's what I'm hoping. That's what they need to do. Once they realize that their offensive line can handle a front like the New York Giants, that's one of the best fronts in football. And when you can man up and beat those guys in the run game, then I think that's a good recipe going forward against almost any team that they play. So going out there against the L.A. Chargers, they can beat them up in the run game. And after the run game starts to work, the play-action passing game should work really well against that secondary because they're very aggressive. They're always moving on the first move, so the play-action and the counter type of plays should be successful against them. Thanks, Mike. You got it. In this Merrill Minute, the voice of the Eagles explores the art of something that Carson Wentz does very, very well, a weapon the Eagles haven't had for a long time, the quarterback sneak. It's Groundhog Day. They did it again. Quarter of the end zone. I don't believe this game should be in a museum. You know, throughout the years, I've heard people use the expression, football isn't all that complicated. It's a game of blocking and tackling. I disagree. Football is a very, very complicated game. You look at a playbook, you might as well be studying the foreign language. There's a lot that goes into it. But one of the most important plays in the game, one of the most important situations, is how a team handles third and less than a yard, and in many cases, fourth and less than a yard. That, I think, is really simple. Don't overthink it. And the Eagles didn't last week. They simply loaded up Carson Wentz under center, let the 6'5", 237-pound quarterback take the snap and lurch forward. Now, it's not just Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson pointed out that there was good blocking by Kelsey and by both guards, and that helped produce that third and turn it into a first down. That is a key. I never liked the quarterback sitting deep in a shotgun or a back in a shotgun into the left or the right of the quarterback to me it's very simple quarterback sneak up and under center and i would bet 98 times out of 100 it results in a first down now as we talk about some of the great moments in eagles history well we've done in the past is focused on particular games now we want to focus on a specific player that player darren sproles who has been nothing short of sensational in his time here that is a 75-yard touchdown by Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles hits at full speed. A 
55-yard punt, a 90-yard return by Mighty Mouse. Welcome to Philadelphia, Darren Sproles. From the day Howie Roseman made the trade to acquire Darren Sproles from New Orleans at the cost of a fifth-round draft pick, the Eagles knew they had someone special. With his ultra-quick feet and incredible change of direction, Sproles dazzled with his game-breaking skills as a punt returner, taking two to the house in both the 2014 and 2015 seasons for the Eagles. Sproles looks up, circles under it, takes it at the 15, comes to the 20, to the 25, to the 30, to the 40, to the midfield, 45-40, there goes Sproles, mighty bounce on his way to the end zone, touchdown, Eagles, no fly! End over end punt. Sproles takes it at the 35. Starts up the middle. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. Cuts to his right. He's at the 30. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown! He's done it again! Darren Sproles! Sproles has been much more than a return man, though. He's been a versatile weapon in the Eagles' offense, a matchup nightmare for defenses, and a big playmaker with the ball in his hands. Sproles, he's free! 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Darren Sproles up the gut of the Jaguars' defense, 49 yards. Wentz takes the snap, he's back, he's looking, he gets out of harm's way, he's pumping. He is floating it, and it's complete at the 50, the 45, he's on his feet at the 30, the 20, cuts back at the 10, the 5, he is in, Darren Sproles, Darren Sproles. A guy of his stature to be able to do what he's done for so long in this league, I think is just so impressive. And he rarely gets hurt, so it's tough to see him go down now. I really felt for him during the game on Sunday because I just love watching him play. I'm a big fan of Darren Sproles. He's talked about this maybe as last year. I would hate to see him go out like this. Sproles suffered devastating injuries in Sunday's win over the New York Giants, suffering a torn ACL in his knee and a broken arm. He will miss the remainder of this 2017 season. Sproles will have a long recovery should he decide to come back and play in 2018. Whatever Sproles decides, he'll have the love and support of the Eagles coaching staff, organization, and fan base. Sproles, a Pro Bowl player in his three seasons with the Eagles, gathered nothing but respect and admiration since he walked through the doors of the NovaCare complex. Special teams coordinator Dave Phipp talked about the loss of Sproles and the impact he's had with the Eagles since he's been here. Yeah, he's definitely unique. I mean, I would say he's one of the greatest players I've been around. When I say greatest players, I say that because of not only what he's done on the field, but also what he does off the field, how he practices the game, how much the game means to him, and how much he invests in it. He's truly been a treat to be around. I love the guy to death. Obviously, we're all hurt that he's hurting right now, but he'll handle it well like he always does, and we'll see what happens in the future for him. And that will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. A reminder to stay with us on Sunday as we bring you the Instant Reaction podcast after the Eagles play the Chargers at the StubHub Center. Really interesting spot for the Eagles, trying to get to 3-1 and before they return back to Lincoln Financial Field. This one, you wonder, is it a trap game? Can the Eagles reach their high emotional peak? Can they play and execute on the road once again? We'll have it all for you the very latest Sunday after the game against the Chargers. Thanks so much for joining us on this Eagles Live podcast. Thanks to Brian Thomas and Ricky Shu for putting it all together. And thanks to you again for being part of it each and every week. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying, have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles fly. E-A-T-L-E-S!